quick programming note for today's episode. This interview was conducted a week or two ago. So if you do hear any timelines in the podcast, make sure to add a week or two to get the full picture of that timeline. Let's get to it. The goal of our office is to serve our neighbors. What exactly is an ombudsman? It is a word I've only heard of once or twice before, but really never understood until I started recording this podcast. Monique Glaudet is serving as Topeka's ombudsman. That means there are new ways to ask questions or report complaints to the city. What are the processes and how do you contact the ombudsman? Then we'll catch you up on some stories that you might have missed. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I'm not sure what time you're listening to me right now. I'm just glad that you are. My name is Blaze Mesa, and this is the news from our city. Hello, Kansas. Thank you very much. Hello, Kansas. From the steps of City Hall. Let's move forward together. Let's move forward in unity. To the county commissioners. This outbreak is running ahead of us big time. We've got your local government news right here. Motion carries 3-0. Next item. I'm joined today by Monique Glaudet, who's got a bit of a new position here with Topeka in, in the city. So, Monique, you've worked at the city before, but now you're, you haven't technically left your old position. You're just doing something a little different. Is that a good way to put it? Absolutely, Blaze. So I'm still the director of community engagement. I've just been appointed as the city ombudsman as well. So it's just additional duties. Mm -hmm. So when we say ombudsman, what exactly does that mean? What do those job responsibilities look like? Sure. So as the ombudsman, I'd like our neighbors just to think about as I'm just the connector between our neighbors and local government. So it provides me the opportunity to assist our neighbors with answering questions and inquiries about their concerns, um, potentially providing uh, answers to questions about local government. Possibly it may be that I don't have the answers or we don't have the program or the resources, and then I am referring them to um, a more suitable entity or agency that can provide them with the answers that they need. So mm -hmm. there's really a large spectrum of what the duties consist of. I'm really here to be the helpmate to our neighbors. Mm -hmm. I know at least when people may think of contacting local government, getting involved, they probably right off the bat think, okay, I'm going to go right to my council member or whoever is the representative for my district. Does your office like handle the same type of inquiries? How do those two kind of coincide? Sure. So I would say I would strongly suggest our neighbors still continue to contact the city council office if they'd like to speak with their council person. That's definitely um, their right to do so. But if it's a quick inquiry or maybe it's a complaint in regards to something that um, is pretty simplistic or maybe it's actually more in depth. There's just a, a large spectrum of it. Um, we'd like for them to come to um, our office first, but we definitely would encourage people to do whatever they're most comfortable with. So what date was the official start date for you in this new role? I know it's recent, but it's sure. a week or two ago. Is and that... I'd say about two weeks ago. Boys. Two weeks ago. Yes. Has anyone come to your office so far mm. asking for help? Great question. So I'd say um, as of today, I probably had the wonderful ability to speak to about 11 of our neighbors 
neighbors with a large spectrum of issues. The first probably two days, I was um, pretty enamored with our neighbors that were very concerned in regards to them not getting their employment claims processed. And I'm not quite sure. Um, I'm sure I was just a new person for them to reach out to. Wasn't able to help them in that regard. I did provide numbers and was able to reiterate numbers for them to contact. However, what was great in regards to it is I was able to find out needs that they had and put them into contact with our community um, partners to be able to provide them assistance. One was able to get assistance for her rent and with utilities. And so that was a huge load off of her shoulders in regards to being concerned of not receiving um, unemployment payments for multiple days. And so it was wonderful to be able to connect her as well. We've had some other um, inquiries in regards to um, the misunderstanding of a policy. So it gave a wonderful opportunity for us to have some dialogue in regards to that. Um, And so it's just been a wide spectrum of issues. Mm -hmm. So could it be anything from, uh, there's a pothole in the street here. I know there's probably phone numbers and online things Mm -hmm. to go to, but there's a pothole on the street or I haven't gotten my unemployment checked. Well, those are probably different offices and different governments that handle it. Are you encouraging people when in doubt to reach out? Is that what you're thinking? Absolutely. There's nothing that they can't ask. If I don't have the answer, I'll research it and find out. If I mean, whatever I'm able to um, find out for them, I'll share with them. Um, I had a uh, local neighborhood leader that was in her vehicle and she wasn't able to stop and grab a picture to to create a C-click fix um, to submit a request. She called me, told me where the location was. I zoomed by there, took a picture of it and submitted a a C-click fix request for her. Mm-hmm. And so it could be something in that, just as general as that. We have had inquiry in regards to where was the next food drive because someone's neighbor was in need and they wanted to find out. So there's nothing that uh, one of our neighbors can't ask. I'm just here, again, to be as much of a helpmate as okay. possible. So, so there is no complaint too small. Absolutely right? not. Mm-hmm. And then how does someone actually go about filing? Or is, it, is complaint the right word to mm-hmm. say? I mean, sometimes it's just questions. But how does sure. someone go about asking for help? Sure. Um, they're able to contact me at 785-368-3947 or via email at ombudsman at org, And we can just have a simple dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, They could provide me with detailed information or if it's something, uh, a suggestion, we are uh, asking for people to provide suggestions as well. So it's either via email, phone, or currently I'm in the the Holiday Building at 620 Southeast Madison. So they're more than welcome to to drop by and and communicate with me in person Mm -hmm. if they would like to as well. Okay. Can you say that phone number one more time? Then for anyone wondering how to spell Ombudsman, we'll have it linked up in the article where you can find this. But what's that phone number? 785 Three six eight three nine four seven, or ombudsman o m b u d s m a n at Topeka dot org. And then, how does this uh, new set of job responsibilities relate to what you've already been doing with community engagement in the city? Are those two areas kind of closely married together? Absolutely, great question, please. Yes, um, since I've been in the role as director of community and engagement director for the last six years. People are constantly calling, making inquiries, asking for assistance, um, looking for um, some help in some way, shape, or form or other. So it's a very natural um, flow into be, becoming the ombudsman as well. Um, I didn't receive as many complaints in the past, and, but that's just a, just one part of it. Probably a smaller part um, of the job thus far. Really, it's been information seeking, wanting to at least be able to call one number to find out information versus not knowing who to call and calling all around town. So, yes. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, I mean, I mean, I think we've used the pothole example with sure. C-Click Fix a few times, but there could be multiple avenues for a Topekan to answer their question, but just your office is trying to centralize it and 
speed up the process? Is that kind Absolutely. of a good way to put it? Absolutely, yes. Um, a lot of times our neighbors don't know who to call. So maybe the first phone call they'd make would be to um, our 368-3111 number calling our water call center um, making the inquiry there and if they're not quite sure maybe they would call another department that they thought of and so instead of doing that we're just trying to give them one centralized location to be able to call to make those inquiries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is there any type of timeline to when they should expect a response to so say they make a call and leave a voicemail. Maybe sure. they actually speak with you or send an email or however. Is it like 48 hours? We'll get it's you actually 72 business 72. hours. Okay, 72. However, um, if, since I've started, it's been less than a day that I've been able to return a call to someone if it's um, within work days. Work days. Um, I try, I attempt to not allow it to get past me too. The only way that it would is if I am investigating and having to research something, but I'm going to at least make contact with you to let you know where I am in the process and that I will be in touch with you in the very near future. Mm-hmm. But our goal is to get back in touch with you within 72 hours for sure. Is there anything center. that maybe people shouldn't bring to your office? Like, I, I didn't know if there was hmm. a type of complaint that it's like, we really don't handle that and mm-hmm. you need to take that somewhere else. Sure. I can't think of anything at the moment, but if there was something of that nature, I would definitely share that with a neighbor and tell them who I would be forwarding that information to and who would be able to help them with that concern or issue. Mm-hmm. So then I think you've only gotten around 11 or so calls. Is yes. that what you said? Is there any type of trend you're seeing? Is there mm-hmm. maybe anything you want to say right now? Like, listen, I've been asked three times this same question. So here's what I'd recommend you do. Sure. Not that I can think of because they've all been pretty different. Um, so no, I don't think there's necessarily a trend. Well, then what's a day, a typical day like when you're answering these calls to where you mm. could be in this direction or that direction? It kind of really is any, but any bit of anywhere. Sure. It could be a little bit of anywhere. Um, for instance, I've had two um, property maintenance um what was deemed by the property owners as complaints. Um, however, one has taken, is going to take me, it took a multitude of days of being able to go back, gather information, look at pictures, and then to help to really sit down and help that neighbor understand about the violation, and then also find a solution for the neighbor as well that would be able to work for the neighbor as well as for the city. Um, I had another call that took me 15 minutes. So it really just depends on the indefiniteness of the situation. How scary can it be to contact local government? I don't mean like physically scary, but I know just for the average person, like maybe it is a little intimidating to give a call to someone. So are you kind of hoping to bridge that divide? Absolutely. Our goal is really for us to be able to build closer, more effective and efficient relationships. And and what I mean by that is I want everyone to feel comfortable to be able to pick up the the phone and to make a call to say, hey, Monique, I've got a question about X, Y, and Z, and I can be more than happy to answer that question. So there's no question that someone can't can't ask. I want them to look at me as their neighbor. I don't refer to um, our, our neighbor as constituents, I refer to them as my neighbors. We are all neighbors. We're one big family. And so if there's any concerns anyone has, questions, suggestions, I definitely um, ask people to, mm-hmm. to reach out. So then how do these calls help inform the city? Is there some type of, I don't know if log is the best word, but like, mm-hmm. are you guys kind of tracking going, okay, we've received a lot of calls about this, so maybe we want to inform the public more about it. How is this information going to help the city moving forward? Sure. So the goal is that on a quarterly basis, information will be provided to the city manager, actually, who will receive information on a monthly basis. And then we will stop and review to look. Are there some policies that need to be adjusted? Is there just better communication that needs to be sent um, out, maybe in a different 
different method, we will stop to really look at what the content is and to see how we need to move, to move forward. So yes, we'll definitely we'll always be utilize, uh, utilizing the data to see what we can do to improve our services if necessary. How closely then do you work with other city departments? I think some answers you could probably get over Google, but there are some answers you probably got to go out and talk to the people in charge yourself. So what is that relationship between the ombudsman and other city offices? Sure. So I have been with the city for 15 years. Um, this is the second time I've been in a position such as this. In 2012 to 2014, I was the city's resident liaison for city manager Jim Colson at that time. And so I have made it a point to build relationships with um, our executive team. So when a concern, a question or complaint comes in, out of respect, I inform that director. Um, if I don't know the answer, I ask them for the answer for information and so they're just made aware of, of it as well so um, I have a great working relationship with all of the directors and, and look forward to building even stronger relationships um, I just am the conduit between um, our neighbors and local government if I can help um, to ensure that there um, isn't anything uh, that's being <clears throat> pardon me um, clogged up in the system or delayed for any reason, um, I'm just here to be a helpmate for everyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's take a look back at maybe what you had done before that sure. job. Were there, like, because I know one of the things you can do is potentially make recommendations to departments about policy changes. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if that came up much at the last job. I didn't know if you expected that to come up much now or what, could, what that could even look like. Sure. So um, the resident liaison position in 2012 and 2014 actually was the reason that E311 was implemented. Um, we realized that there was a way that we needed to gather a, a um, CRM system, a customer relations system, to be able to allow our neighbors to help themselves in a sense. Maybe there's um, some place that we could direct them to where they could help themselves to find answers to questions, submit um, um, inquiries, complaints, whatever the case may be. And that was very effective. We now have used have turned that into the C-Click Fix um, system as well. And so that's very helpful. But we also still have a huge segment of our neighbors, regardless of... Um, the advancement of technology that want to speak to someone in regards to their concern. And so um, that's the difference, I believe, is that what I've been able to realize is from 2012 to, two, um, to 2021, there's not much change. People still want to be able to have someone to go to if they feel so necessary. And so I'm, I'm appreciative to be able to have that opportunity to be that person. Do you know if that's maybe a demographic breakdown to where older people or the older generation may not have as great access to the internet, so they'd prefer to call to our younger people people are more going to see click fix. I know this may take some guesswork here, but sure. at least that's kind of the first thing I had thought of. When sure, you absolutely. That. And I thought that as well. But I want to tell you, it's probably been 50-50 thus far of who I've been conversing with. Now, most of the younger generation that I've talked to are okay with receiving their response via email. Most of the more mature um, of our neighbors that I've conversed with would like a phone call back as well. So, I, But I'd say it's been 50-50. Mm -hmm. yes. Okay, and then just one more time, let's go over the specifics of it. So that phone number again, I think it's 785-368-3947. Yes. yes. Okay, and then the email is unbudsman at topeka.org. Yes. I guess this doesn't so much relate to your role, but an unbudsman, that's probably a term you're very familiar with. What exactly is that? Sure. And so for me, I just want to keep it as simplistic as possible for our neighbors. It's really that I, again, am just the connector or the conduit between our neighbors and local government. For those that maybe 
have never had a voice or feel as if they don't have a voice or aren't quite sure what to do and who to ask, they're more than willing to work through me and utilize me to be able to get the information that they need. Mm -hmm. I don't think I have any additional questions for you. Is there anything you want to touch on, maybe a topic we didn't get to that you'd like to get to? Blaze, I'd also like to encourage um, our listeners that if they've never used the C-Click Fix um, system, they are more than welcome to contact me and my office. We'd be more than happy to actually submit that on their behalf. If they'd like to remain anonymous, they're more than welcome to do so. And then I can on another um, level by, per, you know, in by either in person, via email, or by the phone, tell them what the um, outcome of that is. And we really want to encourage our neighbors to utilize that system. Um, I just really want to inform our neighbors that we're here to help. Um, If there's anything that anyone ever has a question of, to please reach out to let us know. The goal of our office is to serve our neighbors, and so we're looking forward to being able to do that. Monique Laude, thanks so much for coming in. The pleasure is mine. Thank you. Here are some stories you might have missed. The Stormont Vale Event Center will remain a vaccination site until July 31st, 2021. Uh, Initially, that was looking to be about a three-month extension. Uh, We were able to uh, agree on a a two-month extension uh, that finishes that clinic up at the end of July. That was Kellen Seitz. Inspector of Indian Management in the Stormont Vale Event Center. Seitz said there have been some events in June or July that could be moved or relocated to other facilities. the vaccination site since its, uh, since its beginning has had a pretty significant impact on the amount of event content uh, that takes place in those spaces, not only Exhibition Hall, but Land and Arena as well. Is there a motion? I'll move for approval. Motion for approval by Commissioner Ripon, second by Commissioner Mays. All in favor say aye. All opposed. Reflect that it passes three to zero. Shawnee County's election office is also getting back into gear. Andrew Howell, the Shawnee County Election Commissioner, got approval to solicit bids for two items, delivery of election equipment and ballot printing services. Andrew, this is considered our off year, quote unquote, for elections. We do not have a presidential. We don't have any congressional. This is Commission Chair Kevin Cook. We don't have any statewide offices. Um, Typically, this election consists of townships, school boards, or the... um, city mayoral race or city council race. So are there anything that we're expecting to be unusual at this time? I mean, I know that April is a little bit premature, but is there anything unexpected or that you have on the radar? Um, Probably the one thing that that occurs every four years that doesn't get a lot of conversation is the fact that we have drainage districts, Shungananga, I think there's three or four others that we have at about 25 different polling places, and those are technically a separate election run under separate rules. So it's a little more complex in that regard. Every four years we have those uh, elections that occur. So there's going to be a little bit of additional work getting prepared for those. We'll use the same polling locations, but technically they're a separate election with a separate set of people involved. But since we are talking about elections real quick, I should let you know that our election coverage is starting. Seems crazy, I know, but there are more candidates filing each week, and there's more news and more stories to write. You may have seen articles on Mike Padilla running for mayor, Topeka Mayor Michelle De La Isla not running for re-election, and Joel Campbell, the former Proud Boy, running for office. 
That is only the start of what our election coverage will have to offer. We are conducting more interviews each week as more and more candidates file. Keep attuned to our website and our social medias to stay up to date and look out for our election guide that will let you know what you need to know for your upcoming local election. That's going to do it for us here today. For more Capital City news, you can follow us on our social medias. We are at CJ Online on Twitter and the Topeka Capital Journal on Facebook and Instagram. My name is Blaze Massa, and it's been an honor, a pleasure, and a privilege. I'll see you all next week.